Sonia. I'm Santa's elf tonight, as he can't elf himself. Oh my. The holidays are coming, and we here wish you there the most jolly of holiday seasons. Take it away on your sleigh, Mr. Showbiz. Yeah, what's that? I think I hear reindeer in the roof. Must be Santa Claus. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all the ships at sea, this is Sid Griffin. You're riffing with Griffin. We have another podcast, our first Christmas podcast, I think in three years. I don't think we had a Christmas podcast since 2017, maybe even 2016, because there were so many of them, it seemed pointless at the time. But we've got Santa's list of what to give all the boys and the girls. And so we're going to do our musical contribution to that list and take care of a little business for Santa. The first song up, I had to buy it. I didn't have to buy. I went to buy the opposite end. I'm from the northeast corner of Louisville, Kentucky. I went to the southwestern corner of Louisville, Kentucky, a, a neighborhood called Shively that they nicknamed themselves Lively Shively. It's where the band NRBQ are from. And I went down to Lively Shively because I had ordered from this hip record store that I'll bet Terry Adams of NRBQ goes into. I'd ordered this next song, Keith Richards' first solo record ever. Let's take it away, Keith. Run, Run, Rudolph, the Chuck Berry classic covered by the great Rolling Stone himself. Run, Run, Rudolph,
Yes, I miss the snowflakes covering the trees. Sure, I smell the dumplings which warm you in the freeze. Although I'm sitting safe and warm, my nights are cold and blue. It's Christmas in New Zealand. I'm down under without you. Christmas in New Zealand. I'm down under without you. Fifteen thousand miles away. I can't believe it's true. The Maoris have the table set. Roast beef hold the bone. I'm starting to feel sad, and yet we're a nuclear-free zone. Greenpeace couldn't park their boat. The rugby team got drunk. Santa seems so far away. I feel just like a monk. Now I don't mean to put the people down of this here place. I just want my Christmas balls hanging in their place. Now I've got a funny feeling. It's Christmas in New Zealand. I don't know what to say as I'm watching Kiwis play. It's Christmas in New Zealand. Oh, Santa! I hope you're having fun. I'll be surfing on the coast, not far from Wellington. Now, if you wanna reach me, call me anytime. I'll be home at Auckland six double two oh nine. I don't know if Saint Nick has his island in his plans. He's been up and freezing cold.
Happy memories. Chipping Norton Recording Studios. 1985, the Long Rise Recording, looking for Lewis and Clark and the whole State of Our Union album. Stephen went missing one day. We didn't know where he was. He was writing this song. I hope Santa's not a skinhead. Merry Christmas, everybody. Oh, yeah. Card from Carol writing from Lancashire Police saying, Please say hello to Martin in Nottingham and wish him good luck for his A levels whilst I'm doing my first year psychology exams. Can we have some long riders? No. That's the long riders, 1985. That is the only song the late John Peel ever played of ours, period. He, I don't know why he didn't like us. And I mean, I do know that for a fact because I went to, I probably told this story before, I went to a Willie Nelson gig in London in 1995, some 10 years after the fact. And I was shooting pool out back of the uh, venue, the Hammersmith Odin, and uh, in a pub just shooting some billiards. And these two guys I was playing with are, said, aren't you Sid Griffin? I said, they said, yeah. And they worked for John Peel. And they said, we couldn't get him to play the Long Riders. He didn't like you guys for some reason. And I pointed out, but he did play that record we've just heard, Christmas in New Zealand. We recorded it August 1985, as I say, Chipping Norton Recording Studios, which is now condominiums. Oh, oh, oh the record industry, condominiums. Oh, my God. Um, and our inspiration was, we needed a Christmas record, obviously, but what happened was we gave that away first as a flexi-disc at anyone who attended our December, I think it was the 10th, something like that. It was December 1985. We played a gig at the Mean Fiddler, and... Uh, we gave it away as a flexi-disc. As you left, I was wearing a Santa Claus hat, and I think some of the other guys were doing it as well. We had you a flexi-disc of the songs. You split the venue. And we did that because it was February of 79, many years, a few years earlier, that Costello, on Valentine's Day in London, as people left the venue, his people gave out a flexi-disc of My Funny Valentine. So I thought that was a clever idea. So seven years or whatever, six years, seven years later, we did the same thing. And I distinctly remember at the Mean Fiddler in Harleston, North London, that uh, we, you know, we pack, went back inside, packed up, and everybody got all their stuff. We were leaving, and on the asphalt walkway, some people had wadded up their Christmas in New Zealand flexi-disc and thrown it to the ground. So there was about, oh, four or five of them that somebody just didn't want. We're like, you know, bugger these guys, and threw them to the ground. I was just crushed, because it cost a lot of money to make a flexi-disc. And I want to say one more thing about that flexi disc uh, a friend of mine said you know you were once on the same label as the beatles and i said you're quite wrong and he says no i'm not and i said when were the long riders or any of my acts ever on the same label as the beatles he says the beatles christmas discs were an initially issued by the same people that pressed up your flexi disc the same company. So that's as close as I've been to being on the same label as the Fab Four. Anyway, let's keep the holiday fervor going. Up in Sweden, they got a great band I love a lot called The Refreshments. This is not the Texas band that had a couple of albums on Warner Brothers called The, the Refreshments in the 90s. This is a very much a Dave Edmonds, Nick Lowe, rock pile kind of sound. So let's hear from The Refreshments. The Pride of Sweden, doing a tune of theirs, came out just a couple of seasons ago called I'm the Real Santa Claus.
also from Sweden, Benny Anderson. You're listening to Benny Anderson's Orchestra, as they uh, spell it and pronounce it up there. This is called Yule Potpourri, which I guess means holiday potpourri. And it's not by Abbott, it's by Benny Anderson, who, of course, I believe is the keyboard guy, is he not? And what happened was I was in Stockholm in September 2017. I'd done four, was it five, Swedish shows on my own. And I had the day off in Stockholm to hang out with friends before I came back. So I'm seeing PA, I'm seeing uh, Tommy and all the gang from Stupidity. That's a band. And I was seeing Pele Manarud, my friend and his lovely family. And uh, I was doing some record uh, buying and I was walking all the hip... uh, record stores that there are in Stockholm. And quite frankly, there's a ton of them. So I'm walking around and uh, I thought, I I remembered I'd been in Stockholm about 1995 or six. I saw this beautiful program on traditional Swedish music where Benny Anderson of ABBA was talking. And he was talking about now that ABBA have done what they've done, they've made all this dough. He was really into playing his accordion with uh, traditional Swedish uh, bands and, and, uh, that their music of traditional Swedish music, at least the, that what Benny Anderson was doing, was dominated by the accordion and the violin. Now, there's other pieces in the orchestra, but mainly accordion and violin. And, and he, he was saying how much he admired these older men from his generation who were dying off that played that music. And that's kind of where I got the idea to do the Cole Porters. C-O-A-L, like a chunk of coal. The Cole Porters, my bluegrass band. Because I thought... He's right. You know, you can play rock and roll and pop music forever, and it's kind of silly as you get older, especially if you haven't had hits and don't have a career in it. Why do I want to compete with Beyonce or Katy Perry or some solo album by a guy and take that? So I kind of got into bluegrass, but I owe Benny Anderson a, a real favor for that. And that is, I believe, a tune that he wrote, and it's off of his album that came out 2016, and it's by Benny Anderson's orchestra, and it's that kind of uh, music that is traditional Swedish, but the thing is, I thought I was just buying a traditional Swedish record. As I went to the very, very last music store in Stockholm of the day, I'd been to like five or six, and I can't remember what the name of the store was. It was something like Pet Sounds, and they said, "What?" they recognized me, these guys, it's these Swedish guys in the record store, what have you bought today? And I showed them these things like, uh, they were really thought I was hip, because they, the only record that was sort of obvious. I bought a Paul Simon solo album. Everything else was sort of obscure. They're like, ooh, what a hip guy. So I showed these two guys behind the counter the final record I bought, which is Benny Anderson's Orchestra. And they picked it up, looked at it, and said, oh, you don't understand. These are Christmas songs. You haven't really bought a traditional Swedish uh, folk music album at all. You've bought holiday songs, as in White Christmas, Bing Crosby, or something like that. Or, you know, and I, so I didn't know, but I've enjoyed the record ever since, even if it is holiday music and not quite what I thought it was, and that it's not quite Swedish traditional music. Benny Anderson's a genius. Uh, Bjorn writes lyrics to a couple of the tunes on the record, and a wonderful woman who sings very well, whose name is Helen Solholm, I believe that's pronounced, and Tommy Kronberg, or Korterberg. They sing vocals, so it's not on an instrumental album. I, I recommend it to you. It's got a Christmassy red cover with kind of a tree on the cover, and yet I still didn't realize what it was. Talk about a dumb guy. Right, let's move right along. That's that's Sweden, and we're all in this pandemic together, so we're trying to do music from here, there, and everywhere, not just my native land. But we're going to shift briefly to my native land, and this is, uh, if I introduced this Tweety Pie, you'd say, that's not Tweety Pie, it's Mel Blanc. What well, is Mel Blanc? And after that, it's Los Lobos and the Beach Boys. But Tweety Pie is going to start us off. 
What will I get that pretty cat for Christmas? What can I get to really please my friend? I offered money and funny, I even tried a book. No fool and he was drooling with that pretty cat look. Oh, what a time I have with Christmas shopping. Oh, what a time for Tweety Bird's white meat. I've offered white with fancy ties, but he just stares with hungry eyes. Oh, what will I get that booty cat for Christmas? Christmas comes around I said, oh putty, oh putty Why won't you say the word? He said, oh it's simple Just give me the bird Oh what a lot of trouble Christmas causes Canary birds like me are out of luck It's hard to find a gift you see When all he wants is me Oh what can I get that booty cat? Oh what can I get that booty cat? Oh what can I get that booty cat? For Children outside, 
screaming down a daredevil slide. Rosy cheek bundles of cold weather clothes. Hear the winter winds howl, pierced by the hood of an owl. Fingers of frost take a nip at my nose. Cuddle up in a cozy nook with a warm drink and a book. Within a winter symphony Winter symphony Snowflake fantasy Warms my heart like a tropic sea There the sun always shines There you always be mine That's the great Dennis, the late great Dennis Wilson. I used to see Dennis Wilson in L.A. every once in a while. And uh, God, I once saw him and Brian walking down the street, leaving this very seedy tavern in Venice, California, which is uh, just south of Santa Monica on the Pacific Ocean in the L.A. area. Well, great stories there, but I, I've got to move forward. This is a Christmas holiday podcast, and you're riffing with Griffin. Uh, first up was Tweety Pie, and he wasn't doing that I thought I thought putty tat rubbish. He was doing a little uh, Tweety's Twistmas Twubble. And, you know, Mel Blanc did so many of those voices for Bugs Bunny and Company. It's incredible. The, the late great man, you couldn't begin to be as versatile with your own voice as that guy was. I don't care who you are. And whenever I hear people talking about, you know, uh, Bob Dylan had this folky voice and had a rock and roll voice, then he had a country and western voice at Nashville Skyline, then he later on had a crooner's voice with this uh, triplicate album and the Sinatra uh, the albums of the uh, past few years. 
And I said, that's nothing compared to Mel Blanc, the voices that guy gave us. Woo. Then uh, after Mel Blanc, we had uh, Los Lobos. I think Los Lobos are the underrated L.A. band of my tenure in, in Southern California. Now, people say, how can they be underrated? They had a number one hit. Yeah, they had a number one hit with a cover of La Bamba, the great Richie Valens track. And it was because of that movie. But if you look at uh, their first album, Will the Wolf Survive? The first EP was good. Then the first album, Will the Wolf Survive? Then, of course, uh, Kiko was a genius album. That Neighborhood was a genius album. I mean, I, I have, I think, every Lobos record, including one they did for Cesar Chavez. And the it's a political uh, record they made a contribution to. And I just think they're great. That's Rudolph the, the Manic Reindeer. It came out, I think, late 1980s. And, of course, they go into the Hendrix riff at the end of Manic Depression. That's kind of a musician's in-joke. After Los Lobos, another great Southern California band who aren't underrated because we all know about them, Winter Symphony. Now, here's a little story behind that. It's a Beach Boys song. It's a Brian Wilson original, Winter Symphony that you heard. The Beach Boys went to, they had they owed uh, Warner Brothers one more album. So they decamped from L.A. and they went to Iowa to, at the Maharishi uh, Institute of uh meditation in the middle of Fairfield, Iowa, middle of nowhere, really. And they recorded a Christmas album and they gave it to Warner Brothers. And Warner Brothers said, by our contract, you can't give us a live album or a Christmas album or anything weird for your last album. You have to give us a a proper studio album. So they gave Warner Brothers the MIU album, which at the time was kind of panned. And I really like it with the Match Point of Our Love and Pitter Patter and uh, She's Got Rhythm, a great Brian Wilson song to start it off. And Come Go With Me, a nice Del Vikings cover. See, that's off the top of my head. I really like the MIU album. So anyway, now the Beach Boys have recorded two albums in Iowa. They go back to L.A. And their new label, Columbia Records, says, where's the album? And they said, well, we gave the studio album that we recorded at MIU to Warner Brothers due to contractual uh, obligations. Do you want this Christmas album? And CBS, they were Columbia then, they weren't bought by Sony yet, said, no, we don't want it. So there's an entire 1977 Christmas LP by the Beach Boys, which never came out, which is weird because their 1964 Christmas LP was quite a hit. Sold, it sells every year. So in 1998, they were compiled on one CD, which is right here from 1998, called The Beach Boys Ultimate Christmas. It has all the tracks, including the public service announcement by the late, great Dennis Wilson that he recorded in 1977 that we just heard. And, because I know the Beach Boy fans are going to want to know this, does it have their non-album single, Child of Winter, from, from like 1975 or something? And the reason Child of... It does have it on there. It's got every single Christmas thing the Beach Boys did on this album. And the reason I say it's got Child of Winter on there, besides just the two Christmas albums that they did is Child of Winter was the only original Beach Boy song for like four years. They went something from uh, Holland in 72, and they had the in-concert two CDs, two LP set, but that's live. And they had no new products. They had this one single, Child of Winter, which came out around 74, 75, after Christmas, a few days after Christmas. How crazy is that? But if you get Beach Boy's Ultimate Christmas, you get... All of that stuff on one groovy platter. We're now going to have to leave Southern California, as much as we don't want to, and we're going to f- fly over, COVID-19 or not, to sunny Italy. Piero Ciampi. Take it away, brother. È Natale 24 Non riesco più a contare 
la vita va così ho una folle tentazione di fermarmi a una stazione senza amici e senza amore mio fratello è all'ospedale sono giorni che sta male la madre non la più anche Pino è separato Elio al gioco si è sparato mi stupisco sempre più io vado quando sono abbandonato vado in cerca di una donna senza danni sento quelle volte che non pago che rimane pure amore per un'ora ma il mattino mi consegna Francescangelo drogato non mi conosce Per vederci un poco chiaro, bevo un litro molto amaro, sono dentro un'osteria. Il Natale il 24, Gianna ha un cuore molto strano, la vita va così, ho una folle tentazione di rifermarmi a una stazione, senza amici e senza amore, il Natale è il 24 
che sembra di volare, che voglia di gridare, quanto ti voglio bene. È Natale, è Natale, si può fare di più. È Natale, è Natale, si può amare di più. È Natale, è Natale, si può fare di più. Alicia doing a traditional Italian song that everybody's cut. I mean, the three tenors, uh, every Italian pop singer. Alicia has had a uh, traditional, she's had several versions of the same song out. It's called E Natale, and it's P U O I. How do you pronounce that? E Natale Pioi? I couldn't tell you. I guess it's E Natale Pioi. If that's wrong, I can hear them laughing all the way from Naples. So, That's a pop version of a very traditional holiday song that uh, everybody... I asked about six Italian friends and one American friend, Ed, who's uh, living over there, and uh, I asked what are traditional Italian songs for Christmas, and they said there's surprisingly not that many in that a lot of Italian singers do the uh, German or English language songs Uh, they do White Christmas. They just sing it in Italian. But that's one from the Italians. And before that is the before Alicia is a really important song. It's Piero Ciampi doing Il Natale a 24, which is Christmas is the 24th. And the point of uh, Piero Ciampi is we have we do a whole show on him. He is to the Italians what Nick Drake is to the Brits or the late Graham Parsons would be to the uh, West Coast country rock sound, or maybe even it's not too far to say what a Kurt Cobain kind of guy is. Uh, Piero Ciampi was a uh, popular singer in the 60s. He had a lot of uh, intense uh, problems. He was a drinker and a smoker, and we'll leave it at that. He left the planet far too early. He uh, is revered and has a growing cult. And in 2002, Sid Griffin, yours truly, flew to Italy. Flew to Italy and was awarded that year's Piero Ciampi uh, 
Artist of the Year Award by Ernesto De Pascale and some of the gang in Florence. And I think previous winners had been Steve Earle, Steve Wynn, and I can't remember who all. And I won it in 2002. I've still got it here in the house. And I brought it back to the States and I showed it to some people at a small intimate gathering. And I said, I, I won, I've got the Piero Ciampi Artist of the Year Award in this box. And one of the people at the party who obviously didn't rate my career at all said, well, what are you doing with it? Doesn't he want it back? And, I, and as everyone laughed at me, I had to explain, <clears throat> he's dead, it's named after him, and I won it, you chump. So anyway, let's move back to the States from Italy. This is Detroit Jr. He was born Emery Williams Jr., but we call him Detroit Jr., and he's a singing about Christmas Day. Merry Christmas, everybody!
sorry. I was practicing my harmonica to it. Should gotta watch that stuff. That was the great Huey Piano Smith, as in Huey Piano Smith and the Clowns. How would you like to be in a backing band called the Clowns? Here you are, you've worked your derriere off to get your chops up in some rough places in New Orleans and Baton Rouge and Eunice, Louisiana. And you're in a band called the Clowns. And you're thinking to yourself, I didn't join this outfit to be called a clown. But Huey Piano Smith, they did, don't you just know it, which is probably one of the uh, New Orleans anthems, the one that goes, ah, 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 that one. And uh, Dr. Feelgood and everybody and their brother has done it. I mean, the Dr. Feelgood from Essex, not the Dr. Feelgood from USA. So Huey Piano Smith has a long uh, and groovy, very career. He's in his 80s now. I looked him up. He's still alive. Of course, his original partner, I love this fun fact, his original partner, when he broke into the business, was no less than Eddie Jones. And you say, who's Eddie Jones? Eddie Jones is guitar slim, as in things that I used to do. Yeah, when you're partnered with Eddie Jones, talk about a hot act. Uh, Huey was a uh, pianist and a singer. And uh, Eddie Jones, of course, was Guitar Slim, was called Guitar Slim because he played the guitar. I guess that's obvious. And Huey Piano Smith, who did that tune, sang that tune too, uh, doing the Santa Claus, he was such a great piano player. He played on one of the first Little Richard songs while Little Richard just sang, top that. He also played piano for Earl King and Lloyd Price. So we want to send that one out to John Guarneri, my dear old manager friend of the Longwires that's hanging out down there in New Orleans, his native land, his native town. And before that, of course, was Detroit Jr. As I said, his real name's Emory Williams Jr. No one's actually born in Detroit. Someone I once heard on, uh, oh my God, I've been away from home so long. Oh, that Santa Monica station. I once heard the DJ say, uh, Helen Wolf does a lot of songs by Chester Burnett. It's kind of weird. Well, Helen Wolf is Chester Burnett. I, I tried to call the station. You know, you don't. You're not born Helen. You know what I'm saying? Chester Burnett, Helen Wolf are the same person. That's why Helen Wolf sang a lot of Chester Burnett songs. So Detroit Junior. His name's not Detroit Junior. His name's Emory Williams. He was from Arkansas. He wasn't even from Detroit. That's the kind of the weird thing. He played. Uh, Bob, now that I think about it, he played with Helen Wolf. He was in Helen Wolf's band in the '60s and into the '70s. And I saw Wolf play and. July 3rd, 1974 in Louisville, Kentucky. And I couldn't tell you if Detroit Jr. was in the band then or not. He might have been. Uh, Detroit Jr. also played with uh, Eddie Boyd and Amos Milburn. And, uh, oh, Jess, is, Jess the Wonder Dog's making a lot of noise. So that was Detroit Jr. doing Christmas Day. And then uh, Huey Pano Smith and the Clowns doing, doing the Santa Claus. Now we're going to move over to Japan. Jesse, come here. The Japanese want to hear you. Jess, the Wonder Dog. Come here. Come here. Come here, Jess. Hold on, Japan. Come here, Jesse. Come here. Jess, come. Jess, come. Hold on. Jess, come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here, Jess. Come here. Hold on. Stay there. Oh, Jesse. All right. Jesse doesn't want to be on the radio. So that's that. I try to get my Springer Spaniel to come to the microphone, but she's run away. Well, that was pointless. It would have been so great to hear her howl because uh, she could probably hear. There they are again. The reindeer. They must be leaving. This is from Japan. Now, I wanted to, as I said, this global pandemic's making me think more globally and not just have songs in the English language. So I emailed my friends in Japan. I taught his brother. I got a friend in Osaka, well, an acquaintance in Osaka that I bought a guitar from, a Gibson ES-334. And uh, we've stayed in touch ever since. I bought this guitar a, a way while back. And they all came back and said, well, you know, 1% of the Japanese populace is Christian. So we don't have a lot of Christmas songs, Sid. And I went, oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I knew that. <clears throat> of course, I knew that. But they did send me this one. Now, wait for this pronunciation. And please, my Japanese friends, because I know Tot, his brother, 
my friends in Osaka, whose name I can't pronounce, it's so polysyllabic, it's not even funny. They're going to be laughing at this one. Well, Roger, we call him Roger because we can't pronounce his, his Japanese name. He'll be laughing at this one. This is the name of the song. No, excuse me. This is the name of the artist. And I've written it out phonetically, so I, can, I hope I can say it. The name of the artist is Orugouru Kurisomoso Seiya. I'll try that again. O U Go Oru Krisomoso Seiya or Seiya maybe Seiya perhaps. Now the the name of the song that the uh, gentleman in question performs is called Awatonbo no Santa Croso. Now that apparently means no Santa something or no Santa this year. I couldn't quite get that right from the the pronunciation, the uh, translation, excuse me. I struggled enough with the pronunciation. But anyway, here is the tune in question all the way from Japan to help us celebrate this holiday season.
upon the city wall And if I am a Christian I am the least of all Go tell it on the mountain Over the hills and everywhere Go tell it on the mountain That Jesus Christ is born Many of you below this wonderful African American spiritual. It's all the way from the 1865. Peter Paul and Mary. I first heard it when Peter Paul and Mary did a great 1963 version where they changed the words around to more reflect the brotherhood movement of the civil rights era of the time. Now that is special consensus doing Go Tell It on the Mountain, the band led by banjo hero. Greg Cahill, he's been the only solid member since 1973. Everyone else has come and gone. Although, to be fair, they've only had two fiddlers. But Cahill's the only guy that has stayed the course. They've had, according to my notes, 45 members since 1973. Now, that's about 23 members more than the Cole Porters had in our 17 years. So maybe we're, uh, if we uh, calibrated it year by year, maybe we'd have as many membership changes as they did. But anyway, I'd love spe- special consensus. It's a philosophical term from uh, the guy's sociology or philosophy classes at uni. And it's interesting because they play the UK every other year and they tour the United States every year. So I don't know what kind of home life Greg Gale's got. I do remember, I've not seen them. I have seen this person we're going to play now. This is a song by the late, great John Fahey. I had the pleasure of seeing several times perform. The last time he performed was at uh, in Santa Monica's wonderful mccabe's guitar store there's a venue they have a little room out back where about 90 people can sit and rye cooter solo or roger mcguinn solo i mean i've seen a lot of people there they do little gigs and uh i saw Fahey play there a couple three times once i was sitting there i think i mentioned this before and i was sitting uh some guy behind me is whooping on holland it was uh nels klein the great guitar player for wilco although he wasn't in wilco at the time now this is from the album the new possibility John Fahey put out that album on LP in 1968. In 1975, he had a volume two. They came out on one CD, which is where I got the track, in uh, 1993 on Fantasy. It was reissued on CD in the year 2000. According to statistics, it is uh, the only million seller of John Fahey's career. John Fahey is a solo guy. When I say solo, he's solo. He doesn't sing. He walks on stage with an acoustic guitar, and he's the sort of inventor, uh, certainly the guy that codified what's known as American primitive guitar. Yes, other people like Stefan Grossman and uh, maybe even Danny Kalb at times have played in this in this area, in this field. But it's really John Fahey's the guy. So this is a, a song of his called Old Lang Syne. Not a song of his at all. It's a Robert Burns song, Old Lang Syne. And it's from The New Possibilities, 1968 best-selling LP. And I just... 
for, you know, I can't, I can't tell you how great this album is. Check it out. The New Possibility, John Fahey. Fahey said, interestingly enough, he made more musical mistakes on this album than any other, yet it sold more than anything in his catalog. Well, I don't hear any mistakes. I think the guy's a genius. I've talked too much. John Fahey, take us away into the Christmas season. He's the greatest. That's the late, great John Fahey. I wish he was with us now. He has a book out called uh, Something About Bluegrass Music Has Ruined My Life. I'm serious. That's that's something like that is the title. I read it. I couldn't believe it. Anyway, this has been our third, I believe, podcast of the year. We're going to try and do more in 2021. I want to say thank you to everybody out there uh, on behalf of myself, on behalf of Jess the Springer Spaniel, who didn't want to speak earlier, on behalf of engineer Kevin Stokes, who does so much great work for me, and on behalf of Sonia, our employee here at Griffin Towers. It's been a very trying year for so many of us, but uh, I hope the Long Riders will be on the road next year. We have plans to go to Japan in, in May 2021. We hope to go to Australia and New Zealand around the same time. I'm hoping I'll be doing some solo shows with Peter Case in June of 2021, my dear friend, Mr. Peter Case. I hope to see everybody at these shows. I hope we're all healthy. I hope these vaccine works. I'm out of here. Have a very Merry Christmas. Have a happy Hanukkah. Whatever your uh, holiday season is, I hope it's it's good for you because it's been a rough, rough year. Get that vaccine. Don't, don't not get it. Refuse it. That's rubbish. Uh, get that vaccine. God bless each and every one of you. I'm out of here, Daddy-O. I think you hear Santa Claus on the roof some more. And God bless you, and we'll see you in maybe February? <laughs>